I am so excited to be here today uh, to host this next episode of the Indispensable Conversation podcast. Today, my guest is a world-famous thrill-seeker and creative motivator, Tyler Schmoker. Now, Tyler's a retired Army veteran. He's a mountain climber. He's a cross-country skier and an all-around good guy. His posts on LinkedIn are distinctive because they typically feature him in some sort of day-in-the-life scenario. Indeed, death-defying cycling vids are intermeshed with views from the state fair and his vegetable garden in his backyard. But it all comes with messages that inspire. And in our opinion, this makes Tyler the absolute ideal guest to tackle this question with me. And it's this, is it possible to navigate between staying true to oneself and adapting to societal expectations. Join me in welcoming Tyler to the Indispensable Conversation. Welcome to the show, Tyler. Jim, thank you so much for having me. I know we've been connected for the better part of a year now, and it's always been interesting watching how you approach content and communicating with your audience. Because in some respects, I think, you know, we, from a content perspective, we fall on different sides of the sphere in our approach, mm-hmm. yet we've always seemed to find some real common ground and appreciate for what each other are doing because we kind of have a similar professional path and consultancy and really how we reflect and, and think about the issues of the world and working and being an effective professional. So it's always been a real interesting dichotomy dichotomy between the two of us and and how we approach content, how we approach our business and and how we try to reach out and collaborate with people. So really looking forward to this one today. Now, I'm all agog to see where this conversation goes. So <laughs> and, and also thank you for those kind words. Uh, right back at you, Tyler. So let, let's jump right in. Is, is it possible to navigate between staying true to oneself and adapting to societal expectations? Where are you on this one? So first of all, Jim, you you asked really good questions. I've been pondering <laughs> this one all week, and it's actually prompted even a little bit of reflection. It's like, you know, at first I think, well, yeah, and here are the reasons why you can be true to yourself in all situations and still adapt to societal expectations. And then a part of me wonders, it's like, I don't really know. Am I actually doing that? <laughs> or, am, or am I on the outside of society? So I think that there's a real component to it of one, growing with yourself and getting comfortable in your own skin. I'm a very different person than I was 10 years ago or 20 years ago. And I think that there's an element of starting to determine what's important to you and what are you willing to do for these things that are important for you. Because as you'd mentioned before, I take a little bit of a different approach to content that I'd like to think is pretty unique. And it's day in the life, but I try and add some leadership mantras. And even in my professional work, at times people are like, what is this guy doing? He's on planet Mars and we're here on Earth. So there are times when you're going to have to be prepared to fight that fight for the things that you know are important. And there are going to be times that you'll take criticism. So I think that it is possible to stay true to yourself and and take those values with you wherever you go. Just know that it's probably going to always be a little bit of an uphill climb, pun intended, and and a little bit of a headwind in the process. So how about you, Jim? Well, you know, I agree. I I, I think it starts with self-awareness. You better be self-aware. Uh, and even doing the stuff that we do, we're both pretty provocative in our own way, you know, 
and we're we're not following sort of the 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 crowd we're kind of coming out there and and offering different points of view and i think there's value there you know uh, we were talking before we went live. You know, I wish the algorithm was a little more kind to us, but that's okay. I think we still got a dedicated group of people that really appreciate what we're doing. But you better know who you are. It's important uh, to understand where your boundaries are so that you can recognize, like, yeah, I'm not being true to myself if I go there. And you also need to have a really strong understanding of your values and ethics because there's going to be pressure trying to corrupt those things because people want you to fit into the box. And I always joke, if you're going to put me in a box, make sure it's a big box, you know, with plenty of windows and a fireplace and, and all of that. I mean, I, you know, I want it to be a nice box if you're going to put me in one. Right. But anyway, let, let's, let's get to another question. What, what strategies do you think can help people determine which societal expectations to challenge and which ones to sort of adapt to? but still stay true to themselves. So one of the most important things, and I kind of take this from my military experience as well, is before you go into deep operations, you always perform a reconnaissance. So we're talking about you're surveying the landscape sometimes from afar, visually, digitally, all of those things. I think that when you're talking about now in the digital age and the information economy and the attention economy, it's important to kind of do a reconnaissance, see what's out there on these various platforms where you intend to develop your channels and build your audience and gain trust. So it's understanding those atmospherics and then also starting to get out into it and test things. I think everybody thinks that they have to come with the perfect content, the perfect curated videos and all of those things. And sometimes it might just be a matter of, of dabbling and, and see what works for you. But again, the big thing is Conducting that reconnaissance before you go into full-fledged operations, you know, Jim, like you and I were talking a little bit before the show, um, so often I see people, it's like, well, I'm going to be an influencer so I can sell my stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so they come to the platform, well, this is the trend, it's it's the just be consistent is the thing right now, so they jump into that. The problem is a lot of people come to these platforms and try and get their influence to do their thing, spread their message, and do their good work out into the world, but they skip developing character development. I talk about this all the time. Yes, I work for a living and I'm a real person and who you see online is pretty much who I am because it's easier for me to keep my story straight in life if I'm just honest. So I adopted that when I was very young and I've kept it to this day, but it's developing a character that people can get behind You build rapport, you build trust, and they kind of know where you stand on issues. Granted, your storylines might change and your topics may change to keep your audience engaged and continue to provide value to them. But develop those characters before you niche down into a storyline, because if you do that, you have you have unlimited storylines. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And your experience becomes the story. I mean, ultimately, I think it's really a matter of priority setting. You know, you've got to prioritize what matters most to you. Um, and I, and not only on social media, but just in, in life and, and in your business life, right? right. Uh, have a complete grasp of, of sort of the consequences so that you can make wise choices that are right for you. You know, right. ultimately, I think this, the strategies that you use sort of, 
have to start with that self-awareness that we spoke about a little earlier and then in, introduce critical thinking. And then ultimately, and you hinted at it just now, and I, I, I want to amplify it a little bit, you got to have courage. You know, being true to yourself requires some guts. You've got you've to be comfortable being out there by yourself. You know, you turn around and you're like, whoa, there's nobody else but me here right now. Um, <laughs> you know, how did that happen? Um, so, so. You know, for me, those are the kinds of things you've got to include in your strategy when you start to think about, do I conform or do I stay with what I think is right? Let, let, let me shift gears a little bit. How, how can flexibility and openness to change contribute to sort of that navigation between that thin line, between authenticity and, and what society expects from us? So as, as fellow change management practitioners, uh, we know how important. Oh, I like it is. that. I got I gotta, Maybe I should put that in my my LinkedIn profile. Okay, that's a good right? one, Tyler. Thank right? you. <laughs> so we're fellow change management practitioners. We understand how important it is because people say, you know, the only inevitability is change, right? And you know, the people either people change or the people change is kind of one of yeah. those phrases that goes, and and that ends up being true, particularly when you get into competitive spaces and with globalization even though we all it's well, we'll just all be kind and we'll do these things. And yes, we generally try and be good people, but we work in competitive environments. You're trying to get business. You're trying to do things. We talk about disruption as though, well, I'm just going to be a disruptor. It's like people don't generally like disruptors mm. and, and they don't like them for a long time because like we were, like we were talking about, sometimes you're out on that leading edge and they call it the bleeding edge for a reason, because a lot of times it hurts when you're out there yourself, when you're blazing trails and you're introducing new ideas and new concepts into the zeitgeist. So you just, you have to be prepared for those things. Yeah. Let's say you. Yeah. Well, I, I think individuals sort of grow and evolve. And as a consequence, our authentic self, quote unquote, changes too you know and we were talking again before the show like we're not the same guys we were 10 years ago right. we may not even be the same guys we were before the pandemic right um so being open to this sort of evolution and and, and being curious about like where, where am i going and how am i going to get there and and it's all part of that self-awareness thing and, and we are on a journey it sounds like a cliche it's overuse Clearly, I mean, right. you know, every other post has something to do with you're on a journey. Yes, you are. Okay, got it. Now what else? <laughs> you know? But you've got to sort of be willing to be open to adjusting that self-concept and, and, and still be maintaining who you are. You know, like in, in our videos and, and in our posts, I mean, you know, look at that. This is messy. I got a bunch of CDs behind me, right? You know, right. that, that, that probably isn't going to be appealing to some people in the audience, right? They're going to look and go, wow, you know, this guy must be crazy. I, I'm in a dark basement with terrible lighting. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but the thing is, it's real. It, right. You know, this is where I work. This is part of my home office. I listen right. to music all day long, you know, mm -hmm. and it's okay to reflect that because it is who I am. You know, what you, what you see is what you get. So I, I think embracing change that sort of fosters personal growth and then it opens up doors to other experiences and, and some of the stuff that i see you doing i mean clearly you're open to a lot of different kinds of things you, you know like i said in the intro you've got the vegetable garden and you're showing me what 
what the squash looks like this summer. But then you also have got like, well, I just, I just traversed this mountaintop, you know. <laughs> so pretty remarkable and stunningly different kinds of things. And like you say, and and of note, you, you've got a message in everyone. So I, I, I think, you know, those are great examples of someone that's kind of doing their thing and still contributing to the betterment of leadership thinking. It's about journeys of consequence is what it amounts to. Every, like you said, everyone's on a journey, but is your journey consequential and how can you make it consequential? I think it's the big thing. Yeah. So that's really a great segue into this, this question. And, and I'm interested in your thoughts on this. You know, how do you develop that self-awareness to navigate you know, in a way that's balanced so that you've got, you know, you're still doing what you, what you, you know, being true to yourself, you're still doing things that are true to yourself, but you're also able to, to stay on message and go, Hey, look, it's about, you know, X fill in the blank. Today's, today's post is a, a lesson in perseverance or right. attempting the impossible or whatever, you know? So I think, the journey of gaining better self-awareness for me really started with a lot of journeys of not self-awareness, <laughs> to, to, to be honest with you, and, and, yeah. and, and getting my rear end kicked occasionally for testing out different things and, and trying different things. And, you know, I, I would butcher it, but, you know, the, 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 the man in the arena has kind of become a little bit of a cliche. And when you're new to LinkedIn, it's requisite that you do that to, you know, you're in the arena, but it's it's sort of true that, you know, it's it's the people who actually step into the arena and give it a try and knowing that not everyone wins, not everyone wins all the time and not everyone wins fast. So I do try a lot of different things. And then what really speaks to me and sticks with me, I hold on to like the gardening, like the mountaineering, like some of the other things. And then there are things that I try and I let go of. And at the same time, I do find situations where I'll test things and it's like, I know that I stereotypically fall into the genre where I'm supposed to do this thing, but I don't necessarily want to do that thing. So I think there's also the power of no. And again, it's another social media trope of knowing when to say no, but that one really is true. It's like, you just have to push back at times and say, I love you, man, but I can't do this thing with you because I already have these things and my time is finite. So I, you, so you have to set priorities, which yeah. we talked about, and make those decisions and the things that bring you the most joy and the most value. And preferably, my approach has always been, if you can do things that are even remotely professionally conducive to your work, I think that that helps because some of my content is a little bit out there but I can really tie it to the work that I do in the security mm -hmm. industry, where it's project management planning, expedition planning, whether it's food security, supply chain. So I think that there are a lot of opportunities for people to leverage their hobbies, to inject that into their professional life and professional message and start to tell really cool stories about their industry. And, you know, I work in an industry that's fairly secretive and there's not a lot of really creative content out there. But I inject my own stories into it because I'm not talking to all of the other security uh -huh. professionals to uh -huh. get them to say I'm the best ever. I'm talking to the mainstream audience so that we can start to get some awareness out to that audience and they can start to digest, hey, this is what some of these guys do and it's not just security guards and here's all of this stuff and I'm starting to understand that. And then ideally, if they reach a point where they need a security guy, 
I'm the guy in their network sure. because I was right. talking to all of the non-security yeah. people. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I think it, you've got to, to get that greater self-awareness so that you can navigate more effectively, I think you got to make time for it. you got to make it a priority. So one of the things that I do with the folks that I coach, and I've got a thriving coaching practice now, you know, it's about reminding people that you got to reflect on each day. You know, what, what, what did you do today? You know, how present were you? Um, were you, were you, when were you not present? When were you just going through the motions? What went well? What didn't go so well? What do you want to do better? You know, how well did you live, you know, to, to your values? You know, those are all things to think about. And it gives you that moment to sort of contemplate, like, where do I want to go next? How do I want tomorrow to be? And, and I think those are that sort of habit. I, I suggest it's a daily thing. It doesn't have to be, but on a regular basis, you've got to, you've got to kind of stop and breathe and kind of just reflect, like, what am I doing? Am I still doing what I, what is true for me? You know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, which kind of brings after after action review. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, in the military, right? It, it, it's that sort of that. The after action review. It's like what went well, what could have yeah. gone better, sustains and improves all of those things, right? Yeah. So why not do it for ourselves, right? Why, why not do that on, a, on, on, like I say, on some kind of cadence so mm-hmm. that you've got uh, that better awareness and you can contemplate what shifts you want to make in your own behavior so that you're continuing to do what's true for you and 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 marching forward to whatever it is that you're you're trying to achieve um so that kind of brings up the next one what what steps can individuals take to define and prioritize their personal values in the context of society's pressure to behave a certain way A lot of it comes down to reflection and also being cognizant of all the external influences that are out there and what are their motives. Because, you know, we live in an age where there's definitely tribalism. Mm. Um, Things are overly politicized in a lot of cases, and it's harder to find trusted sources of information. So in this modern landscape, it's knowing who you are but then knowing who you're dealing with as well to see if it's going to fit. Because the reality is, as much as we'd like to work with everyone and be loved by everyone, it's probably not going to happen that way. And and particularly at, to the more unique side of the spectrum you get, I mean, the bell-shaped curve is a bell shape before, for the reason there are sharp edges where there's just not a lot happening because you're on the extreme. So it's understanding, you know, what what are the motives and motivations of those external forces that inundate us every day? whether it's in our professional work, whether it's in social media content, whether it's in the news cycle or whatever. And you have to determine and set those priorities about what things are important for me and and my values, because that's the scale. It's the external influences and your own internal compass. And and how do those two things align? Understanding that there may be times where you have to, you know, play the devil's advocate, you have to look at the other side of an issue and you have to carefully evaluate so that you don't allow your preconceived notions to maybe guide you down a path that you don't want to go down. So mm-hmm. you have to be really reflective, both to internal and external influences, I think. 
Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, again, back to the coaching work that I do, I kind of work with clients and I suggest that they adopt what I call the ESP, right? And I don't mean extrasensory perception. What I mean is e, educate yourself. P, practice courage. S, seek support, mm-hmm. right? And if you educate yourself, you can gain sort of a deeper understanding about what else there is, mm-hmm. right? So you you definitely have preconceived notions and, there, and there's a, a certain bias, as you mentioned, towards those things that you believe. Uh, but if you broaden that... Uh, uh, spectrum a little bit through through education, through reading and and, and participating in training things or discussions or whatever, mm-hmm. you're going to have a broader perspective and a, and a bigger palette to work from. The practice courage part, we kind of talked about that a minute ago, but sometimes adhering to your values in the face of these expectations can be really challenging, right? And, and you've got to have a, a clear grasp of your principles and stick with those even when you're being challenged. Mm-hmm. And then the support side is sort of that, you know, surround yourself with people who respect and share your values, right? Mm-hmm. And they can create the sort of supportive network you need when times are tough. Mm-hmm. So in my, my way of thinking, you got to kind of build those things out so that you can prioritize what you're about and stick with that, even when it's being challenged by, by sometimes the, the, the folks that you're working with are part of your community. Um, what about support systems? Let's talk a little bit about that. I, I see every so often a, a post from you as an example, and you, you're talking about your wife. I think it was at the state fair. And I, I think I teased you in my comments, like stay away from the fried dough. <laughs> uh, and you came back with a good one. You're like, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we got to live our lives and, and enjoy right. and all that. But, I, but again, a long-winded way of saying it, it, it seems to me she's providing a, a good part of your support uh, system there. And, and I think it's really important to have that in our lives so that we can keep that balance between authenticity and, and what society's expectations. What, what, what say you? Um, I would say that she is supportive is an understatement. I think that um, she's she's been a, a, a willing actor in 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 my nonconformity over the years, and for that I'm eternally grateful to her. I mean, she is regularly co-opted into some of the different adventures and madness, whether it's like, okay, you have to go to this pinpoint location and pick me up <laughs> at this time. If you haven't heard from me in this many hours, you call this number. And if it's this many hours, you call this number. So yeah. these are the these are the types of responsibilities that I put on to my wife. <laughs> she's got the extraction a, team. <laughs> yes, on, on a regular basis. So she's regularly running checkpoint logistics and then also potential <laughs> exfil and an escalation yeah. for for a non-responding and, and all of this stuff so yeah. i'm fortunate to have her and then beyond that too you know it really goes from the last um line of discussion we had you're talking about you know you have to have those people around you and and the the thing that came to mind for me is nobody can govern effectively without a trusted cabinet so you have to have that and even if it's in governing your own life to have people as a sounding board that are going to give you objective feedback because if if you just have people saying oh you're awesome and you're wonderful you start to have a warped sense of reality and what you're going to end up with is 
not being wonderful, but a bunch of people going, you know, who is this dude or who is this gal and, and what planet are they on? And unfortunately, that does happen in certain cases where just as a matter of, of societal norms or socioeconomics, and you have people that get into situations or positions where they're they're truly unaware of what's happening around them. And in some cases, it's not their fault because their whole life has been curated around that. When the reality is, it's like you have to have people that are going to be honest with you because sometimes it's really hard to be honest with yourself, particularly when you're so passionate about what's your next milestone, what's your next objective, what's right. your next goal, and I'm going to do this and I can do anything. And the reality is no one can do everything. We all have our own unique talents. We, we have our areas of intelligence. We have our capabilities. And, and so there are certain things that probably just practically aren't going to happen for us. And I think it's okay for people to be like, look, man, I love you, but this is probably a little bit too big here. The reasons and at least you can go away from it and you can right. kind of reflect on what's really important to you and, right. and get some other opinions on what it is that you're doing because you're, you're playing with your own or with your most valuable asset and that's your own life and, and how you choose to, to both invest it and spend it. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you 100%. To me, it's critical. Uh, you need those people to, to not only guide, but also sort of give you a sense of belonging so you don't feel quite so alone, you know? It, it empowers you. It empowers you to be who you mm -hmm. are when you have those people in your life. And then also, as you reference uh, in your thoughts there, the, you know, it's, it's also about accountability, mm -hmm. right? They can provide that with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm smiling because, uh, you know, we were joking about the, uh, the role that your wife sometimes plays, you know, <laughs> uh, calling up the extraction team to get you off the mound. But, and I know that's never happened to you, of course, but, you know, <laughs> some of it does, happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it illustrates another reason why you need that support team. You mm -hmm. know, it, it's crisis support. You know, who do you turn to when you really need some help? And, and it's important to have those people in your lives. Let, let, let's move to self-care. I mean, we, we're down to the last few minutes of our conversation today, but I wanted to get your, your take on that. You know, how do you uh, take care of yourself so that you can stay true to who you are? So one of the tools that I like to use with myself really is, and again, it's from the last conversation, it's developing those social contracts with people that are important to you. Mm. I'm not a big believer in just spouting everything everywhere. Believe it or not, there's a lot about my life that never hits social media, <laughs> but there are certain things that I do. It's like, Hey, I just signed up for this race again. And I'm going to share elements of that, you know, with my audience. And so for me, then a lot of my self care and preparedness and resiliency comes from setting those social contracts to where I have clearly defined objectives and what I need to do. So then I'm always working on those incremental milestones and iterating towards those objectives. So that's kind of how I use self-care. And then in a more practical sense, yes, I garden because it helps us eat better. It helps us with some supply chain and food security resiliency. And it generally makes me feel good. Same thing with exercising. I think that it's conducive to what I do professionally, maybe not so much anymore, but even if not, I'm setting a good example for folks who have to be more fit in their earlier stage of their career and those types of things. So those are some of the social contracts that I set for myself that it's like, if I'm going to be leading folks or I'm going to be in charge of a key function in an organization, 
I want that organization and all the people in it to be proud of me and how I'm contributing to it. And, and if it's one of those situations like, well, it's, this jerk is telling me what to do and he can't do anything himself. Yeah. It's like, right. that's not what I want. So I want to be as good for the people that are serving me um, as, as I possibly can be to, to best serve them. And so self-care is important to that. If you're not a functional human, you're not going to be a rock star yeah. in one element of your life and then a dud in another, at least not very long. Those are right. people that burn out. Yeah, I, I'm with you again. I, you know, it's uh, to me, it's a mind body sort of spirit community mm -hmm. thing. You know, there's sort of four legs to that stool. You've got to make sure your mind's right to mm -hmm. be true to yourself. You got to take care of your body, like you say, work out, exercise, all of that. Um, you got to find the thing that turns you on. You got to feed the spirit, mm -hmm. right? And then being part of a community, being part of something bigger than ourselves, I think is critical to this. So, hey, look, Tyler, we're, we're at, at sort of the, the, the end here. I wanted to just get any last words of advice you have for the audience before we say so long. So if I can leave the audience with anything, I say reflect on what your character is. And before you start niching down or following trends and those types of things, really reflect on what's important to you as a character and then develop that character. Once you've done that, like I said before, then those storylines in your real life, in your digital life, in your professional life, they become infinite. And you can pivot as much and as often as you want and explore new things once you've got the character piece down. So get the character piece down and the storylines will come after that. And that's all I got. And thank you so much, Jim. Yeah, Tyler, it, it's been great. I, I would just add that, you know, part of it on kind of alluded to it, you got to be patient, right? You got to be patient mm -hmm. with yourself. You got to recognize that this is tough stuff to keep that balance between who you are and what society's demanding. Uh, and you got to recognize that your authenticity is a valuable aspect of your identity. So don't lose it. Right. You know, if you listen to CDs and listen to CDs, if you're climbing mountains then climb mountains, you know? Um, so with that, again, thanks so much, Tyler. You, you, you've been an, a terrific guest. I knew you would be on this one. And, uh, and thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much, Jim. It was a pleasure being here.